Happy Fourth of July. We're headed to recession. The Biden regime has led us directly there like a horse that really don't want to go. Right. We've got a ton going on. We're going to break down the collapses, but we're also going to talk about the greatness of our nation, the greatness that attracts immigrants like my wife, who is the guest on Spillover this week, talking all about coming to America and escaping communism, being born in the Soviet Union. But first, I want to let you guys know that of all the celebrations that we have, we have another celebration coming up down where? Tampa, Florida, of course, July 22nd to 24th. We are going to go down there. Make sure you use. Look, I know recession is not a great time to be uh, to be pushing this stuff. I know times are tough out there, right? I got to buy gas. I got to buy food the same way everybody else does. But that's why I'm making sure you know that promo code POSO, all caps, P-O-S-O, will get you 25% off when you go to register to secure your access now for tpusa.com slash SAS, where this is the, as far as I know, the only event this summer where you will be able to see both President Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis on the same stage, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be there, myself, Charlie Kirk, my wife's coming down. I believe we're bringing the kids. Yeah, we're bringing the kids down. Kaylee McEnany, the whole Turning Point USA family, Senator Cruz, Senator Hawley. It's going to be fantastic. Make sure to secure your access, tpusa.com slash SAS, promo code POSO, all caps. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 1st, 2022, Anno Domini. First up, happy 4th of July. The Biden regime has led America into recession for Independence Day. Declare your dependence, apparently on debt and foreign war and everything else, this Independence Day. Next, Pete Buttigieg, in, in, in going with this, uh, this thread, apparently, he's declared that there's going to be challenges with flights on the July 4th holiday weekends. So we're going to dig into that collapse, that further collapse going on in our system. Third, the Supreme Court term has ended. We're going to give a full accounting of where we are what's moving back to the states and where the battle lines are drawn from a legal perspective. And finally, four men have been charged in connection with the deaths of 53 migrants in that human trafficking operation down in San Antonio. We're going to get into all this more ahead. Human Events Daily. What do you say to those families who say, Listen, we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Happy Independence Day and God bless the liberal world order. Have you said your pledge of allegiance yet to the liberal world order? Have you decided just run on down that American flag and pack it up and put it away and put up your new flag to the liberal world order. Maybe it's a rainbow colored flag. Maybe it's a NATO flag. Maybe it's a United Nations flag, right? You know, we haven't quite decided yet what the flag will be for the liberal world order. And if you notice the pride flag, it kind of has like, you know, different iterations of the pride flag every single week as the cultural revolution continues more and more uh deeper and progressing beyond lines that we've never even seen possible i've seen one there's like triangles on it there's now a circle they're going to get all the shapes on there at the end it's going to look like a playstation controller instead of the actual pride flag that we use that which i think is funny though because when you look at what they're doing with the pride flag 
Um, the rainbow is actually slightly like getting smaller every time the pride flag moves further and further and they keep adding stuff to it. Just watch every time they do this, every single one, the next iteration that comes out, that triangle is getting bigger. And now there's a triangle with a circle and now there's a bigger. And I'm just saying the original rainbow, it's, it's, it's kind of going right. You know, it takes the rainbow. So looking at the economic news going into the 4th of July, happy 4th of July weekend, right? That the Atlanta fed has slashed their Q2 GDP call to negative 1%, pushing the first half into contraction. And as we know, right, and this is, this is going to be the new fight over the next, uh, the next couple of weeks, probably till the end of Q3, probably until the, till the beginning of Q1, right, of 2023, January 2023, is that the Biden regime is going to do everything they can to massage these numbers, they're going to play around. They're going to juke the stats. They're going to say, well, okay, we know that you previously defined a recession as two consecutive quarters of negative growth, but really, you know, that's a definition for old times. I mean, we're changing definitions of everything these days. We're changing the definition of what it is to be a woman, what it is to be a man, how many genders there are. We can just we, you know, we can identify the economy is identifying as successful. So the economy is identifying as not a recession. Look, we've got, you know, we've got money. Ray Powell's out there. We've got money. Jim Cramer, right? Jim Cramer's got the tweet up and from Zero Hedge, they have it. I may be the only person besides Jay Powell who believes we're not going to have a recession. At least I hope Jay thinks that way. So, right. If, if at this point, if Jim Cramer is saying we're not going into a recession, that's a pretty good indication that we're already there, right? And I've said this before, and I don't know what we're going to have to, what we're going to have to call this because President, I still haven't gotten over it. I still haven't gotten beyond this point where we were a couple of weeks ago when President Biden came out and they're asking about the inflation numbers. And what did they say to him? They said, or what did he say rather? What did he say to us? He said, you know, inflation's not that bad. Come on, Jack. Inflation's not that bad. If you just, just take out fuel and food, well, if you just take out food and fuel, inflation's only up a little bit. It's not much at all. And I'm like, no, you, you fool. Like, you, you, you doddering old fool, right? Inflation is the only thing that we should be measuring, and that certainly you should be measuring, right, as the President of the United States, is the inflation that directly affects the most people at once. And that's obviously the inflation of food and fuel. So maybe we need to come up with a new version, right? A new, a new form of this. Maybe call it, maybe call it the MAGA index or something or the TPUSA, whatever. I don't know. Right. I, I mentioned this on Charlie the other day, right? But we need to come with an index where all we're tracking, right? All we're tracking is the inflation of basic necessities, food and fuel going into the 4th of July weekend. So just understand that's where you are. Right. And there's a lot of culture war fights out there, but I, gar I guarantee you right now, I guarantee you the thing that most Americans are going to be talking about is food and fuel and travel as we go into this weekend. This is a great country. I love this country, but we need to fight for it. Look, I'm just going to come out and admit it. All right. I love meat. I love meat so much. Just the delicious, succulent, juicy, the texture the taste, the firmness, right? When you know that you've got a firm, substantial, not one of those thin little like wispy, overcooked, 
you know, burgers. I'm talking like a real steak, a real burger. I love it. And you can only get that food in America. I mean, trust me, I just got back from Europe. I used to live in Asia, right? Don't even, you don't even want to talk about the stuff you get over there. No, no, no. Big American burger, giant American steak, ginormous American steak. That's what I'm talking about. And this 4th of July, you better believe in the Poso household, we're going to be frying up a big box of Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers, by the way, sells 100% American meat. They deliver it straight to your door so easy. It will solve all of your issues. The 4th of July coming up, you've got the whole summer ahead of you, grilling, barbecuing, everything you want to do if you're going somewhere, going camping, right? Camping, by the way, is coming back because of the economic issues being what they are. Um, you want to bring an affordable case of meat with you for you, your family, and your friends. That's why you go to Good Ranchers. Prime, upper choice, beef, highest quality possible, ribeyes, T-bones, New York strips, signature steak burgers, Wagyu beef burgers, pre-trim, pre-marinated chicken breasts. They are so delicious, easy to prepare. This is steakhouse quality to your home, to your tent, or, or if you're like uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, throw it in the back of your RV and go see real America. You know, we should get, we should get Justice Thomas a case of good ranchers. I'm telling you, he and Ginny would love it. You're driving around. Imagine pulling up to Clarence Thomas and he parks next to you at the RV and he goes, I've got some good ranchers. Would you like to share some with me? Wouldn't that make for a great, so we should talk to the people at good ranchers. We can make, I feel like we can make this happen. I feel like we can do this. I've gotten in there. I've gotten in. But remember, Good Ranchers, they are Christ followers and genuine Americans. So use promo code POSO. Again, promo code POSO. We've also got the link up, goodranchers.com slash POSO. We're going to put that in the description with like everything else. You get $30 off and free express shipping. Remember, Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Goodranchers.com slash POSO. Is the July 4th holiday a recipe for disaster given the issues with the system right now? There are going to be challenges, but we're watching it closely and we're talking to the airlines every day about their responsibility uh, to make sure that they can accommodate any uh, issues that weather or other curveballs might throw at them. A lot of people, including me, uh, are expecting to get to, to loved ones over this holiday weekend. And we need a system that is resilient enough to get them there, plus good customer service when an issue does come up. Well, American travelers have returned to the skies and it's been a nightmare. You've got the Secretary of Transportation, the guy out there who says, we're going to make the highways less racist, right? What does that mean? We have to paint them all rainbow colored or something, right? Because, the, you know, the asphalt is the wrong color. It's a racist highway, right? I, I have no idea. Like, I have no clue what that means. By the way, Pete Buttigieg, a guy who I'll, I'll give, if I have to give President Biden credit, at least President Biden actually tried to ride the bike. What Buttigieg does is he drives in his SUV all the way up to like right outside his building. Then he gets outside, then he gets on the bike, then he rides it across the parking lot, but he has all the media set up to see him riding on the bike to pretend like he rode his bike to all the way there. It's ridiculous. But since Memorial Day, we've got this and Zero Hedge has the numbers. Airlines have canceled 20,000 flights and delayed more than 173,000, resulting in one of the worst travel periods for Americans. Because you realize we have a confluence of collapses and a confluence of crises all hitting at the same time right here on the 4th of July holiday. You think the fuel prices are bad for your car? You think fuel prices are bad for the truckers out there that's driving, of course, your food prices going up because guess how your food gets to market, folks, right? First of all, you got people like Wanda Sykes out there complaining about all that stuff in the middle, right, of the country. Yeah, you mean the food, our, our food producing land, 
right? That's where your food comes from, middle America. So go ahead, right, and demonize and antagonize and make enemies of rural Americans all you want. But just understand, those are the people that control the food supply. Just, you know, a little bit important. Yeah, I, I don't know. A little, little. One thing that we used to say in the military, right? Right. Always be nice to the people who prepare your food. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's kind of like a, a life hack, like a rule of thumb. <laughs> you know, you do not want to be in a, just if you're at a restaurant, it, it goes double, right? Because that's the last person that touches your food, touches your plate before it comes to you. You do not want to antagonize that person. Now, the same token, you don't want to antagonize the people that run your food. So you got the food, fuel prices, you got the farmer issues. And if you think the fuel is bad for your cars, imagine how bad it is for the airplanes. Now, throw on top of that in the airlines, throw on top of that the labor shortage, the great, um, the great resignation. So many people leaving, so many people walking off the job. And on top of that, the vaccine mandates that were hitting who? The pilots, right? How, do you know how many fully qualified pilots? That, that pool of people, that's a small pool of people, right? Fully qualified, medically trained. So they're, they're training certified and they're medically certified to fly. And keep in mind, those pilots, you have to track them, right? You know how much alcohol is in their system? How many, have they had Tylenol lately? Have they had aspirin, right? All of this is tracked very carefully for them, right? Benadryl, right? You know, they had Benadryl, Sudafed, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're throwing these vaccine mandates on them. And guess what? You're getting people walking off the job. So I don't know if you've tried to fly lately. The prices are insane. And every, almost every flight that I've taken in the past month or so, whether I'm flying for work or just flying, that's pretty much all I do really is fly for work, but it's, everything's being delayed. My parents, when I mentioned the other day that they were down in Texas, remember I was talking about the biological males and there's plenty of them in Texas, not so many in DC, right? When my parents were flying home from Texas, two flights in a row delayed, delayed one day, delayed the next day. They made it to North Carolina. They just drove from North Carolina back up. Couldn't make it, right? This is a great country. I love the United States. I really do. We've got a whole special coming out on Monday. We've pre-recorded this thing. It's myself, Charlie Kirk, Alex Clark, host of The Spillover. We've got Drew Hernandez from Frontlines. It's the four of us, right? The four hosts coming together. And we just, we're going to sit down and talk all about what it was like growing up in this country. And basically the realizations that, you know, we grew up in a better country than the one we have now. And for me, with my two little kids, four-year-old and a one-year-old, how are we going to get back to the country we once were? And I think we can. I think we can. They found all these remains of babies, and they found five who were basically infants, premature they would have been, but they would have been able to survive, you know, outside the womb. And yet Washington, D.C. Uh, is treating that just like we would treat the trash from our lunch or something like that. Um, it's really horrifying to see that that could go on in our country, but particularly in our nation's capital. And so that is callous, uh, that is wrong, and I wanna thank her and Daily Wire for exposing this. And so what we're doing today is saying that uh, we will not let that happen in the state of Florida. Well, we just had the end of one of the most monumental, really have to say monumental Supreme Court terms 
in recent history. The overturning of Roe v. Wade. Something that people said, and I remember this conservative movement saying for so many years, right? Because you would remember the, the conservative movement was always fractured into kind of, I, I, I think of it as three buckets, right? You have three buckets of the conservative movement. The national security conservatives, the fiscal conservatives, and the social conservatives, right? And it was always sort of this, you know, this this agreement between the three the three tribes of conservatism that we're all going to work together, and that's the electoral coalition, okay? And so, your you know, where do these come from? So your your national security conservatives, well, that's your obviously that's your police, that's your law enforcement, your defense industry, fiscal conservatives, that's business, the chamber, and then social conservatives. That's a lot of that. Obviously, that's your churches, that's evangelicals, your Catholics, right? A lot of these social conservatives are coming into that. But on the pro-life issue, right, that was something where you saw this split absolutely between the business community and social conservatives. And because the business community obviously is going to have more money than those fiscal conservatives, which really had uh, a massive amount of influence in the party for so many years, were basically saying, look, you know, Sure, we're pro-life, but, you know, look, George W. Bush, eight years in office, right? This is, the, this is the most direct example I can show of this. For eight years in office, and George W. Bush, I'm pro-life and pro-life and pro-life. He never once actually went to the March for Life. He wouldn't go down just right across the National Mall. It's right there. I remember one time we were at this thing, and he called in on the phone from the White House, like within walking distance that he could have gone, wouldn't go, right? That's how social conservatives were treated for so many years until President Trump came along. President Trump put those judges on the Supreme Court. President Trump went and was the first sitting president to speak to the March for Life. He did it. He did it. I was there. And now we have the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And we were told for 50 years that it was never going to happen. This goes to show you that if you have the will to see something all the way through to its end, if you do not quit, if you do not give up the ship, if you continue to fight, that you can achieve great things. So where are we now? Right. So a Florida judge just blocked Governor DeSantis in Florida, Governor DeSantis's 15 week abortion ban. Right. So in so many of these states, obviously, what do we always say? Roe v. Wade does not ban abortion across the country. It kicks it back to the states. So in Florida, Governor DeSantis had been pushing this 15 week abortion, very similar, by the way, to the Mississippi law in the first place that went up and actually got it struck down. Mississippi one made it first. That's why that's the law that led to the overturn. Uh, but you've got this Florida judge that's gumming up the works for Governor DeTantis. So will Governor DeTantis fight back? I think given everything we know of him, he certainly will. Over in Arizona, though, the attorney general, and we talked about this the other day, that we looked up the laws on the books in Arizona, and it turns out that the century-old abortion ban in Arizona never appealed. Still the law of the land, and the Arizona AG Brnovich just announced that. Now, a couple other cases did come out towards the end of the Supreme Court term, and we have to get into those. Number one, a massive blow to the Biden climate change agenda, this ruling against the EPA and their authority to limit emissions to the states. And it's simple, right? We are dismantling the administrative state. We are going to disable. We're going to harpoon Leviathan. Why? Because we should not have these agencies of government making laws for the entire country. And then finally, though, the remain in Mexico policy. Supreme Court did not 
give us what we need on that. So that's why we're going to have to go in and find a president that will give us what we need. The thing that struck me is exactly what you said, and I want to elaborate on it. He said that, that he is doing everything possible to stop human smuggling. That's a lie. Uh, they, he, he has stopped doing everything that had been done to address human smuggling. Uh, he has eliminated all of the border security efforts that were put in place by President Trump. It was just a year and a half ago when we had the most secure border in decades. And, and today we have a worse human smuggling problem than ever before. Now, of course, we've been covering the debacle on our border. And, and really, since the Biden regime took office, it's, it's just been one horror story after another on the border. But this one, right? Yes, we've got the flood of illegal immigrants, illegal migrants foreign citizens pouring across our borders. The Supreme Court, they've said that Biden can rescind the remain in Mexico policy, and he likely will. Now, but I've also heard, by the way, that there's some legal analysis out there that district courts might still be able to, to make some rulings on that. So that remains to be seen. However, there was a horrific incident that took place earlier this week in San Antonio. We've been paying attention to this, and that's the 53 migrants who were found dead in a trailer, a tractor trailer that had been abandoned, abandoned by the driver after it crashed in San Antonio. This was a human trafficking operation. These people died, not only, and we don't have all the, all the details yet, but it's sound, we're getting the information out on, is that not all of them died because of the crash crammed into the back of this trailer, but because it was abandoned and that the driver, who apparently was high on meth, while driving the trailer, left them in this thing in the middle of San Antonio, in the middle of June, 102 degree heat, and they cooked to death inside this trailer. That's what's going on on the border, thanks to the Biden regime. And now four men, including two Mexican nationals, have been arrested in connection with these deaths. Uh, Homero... Zamorano Jr., 45, arrested Monday after San Antonio police responded to 911 calls and discover him hiding in the brush near the trailer. The U.S. Justice Department said in a statement his appearance in clothing matched border patrol vehicle of the driver of the truck when it passed through an immigration checkpoint. Emergency personnel recovered the bodies of 48 individuals from the trailer, transported 16 to a local hospital where five more died. All of the victims are believed to be in the United States illegally. A story from Bloomberg, with most hailing from Mexico or Central America. Temperatures, of course, reaching about as high as 103 degrees Fahrenheit, 39 Celsius. They searched the phone of the driver and discussed and traced the discussions that he was having about transporting these migrants with another man, Christian Martinez, who was later arrested in Palestine, Texas. He's been charged with alien smuggling resulting in death, while Martinez was charged with conspiracy to transport illegal aliens resulting in death. They also traced the registration of the tractor trailer to a house in San Antonio where police arrested two other men. Uh, Juan Claudio de Luna Mendez, 23, and Juan Francisco de Luna Bilboa, 48, both Mexican citizens, each charged with one count of being a legal alien in possession of a weapon. Understand what's going on. These are human trafficking operations that are running across our, bu- our borders with impunity. You know, Senator Mayorkas was on some podcast or something earlier this week, and he said, well, 
our border agents, they just, they can't just be the first line of defense in this. You know, we really have to talk about root causes again, like, like, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris was doing. We broke down all that. That's literally what a border is. It is a line that you need to defend. That's your job, Senator Mayorkas. That's Secretary. It's your one job. You have one job. Defend the line in the sand, the sacred border of the United States of America, and stop things like this from happening. And that's all we have today for this final edition of Human Events Daily going into the 4th of July weekend. And honestly, folks, I do hope you have a great 4th of July weekend. Do what you can, right? Do more with less if you have to. Spend time with family. Spend time with friends. Be together. We've got a great Human Events special that's going to drop on Monday. We've got the four hosts together, myself, Charlie, uh, Charlie Kirk, Alex Clark, Drew Hernandez. It's going to be great. Chrono, the state of American freedom. And by the way, go check out today's episode, this weekend's episode of The Spillover, right? Where today, very special guest, uh, I got to be in the studio for the recording of, of this spillover. It's my wife, Tanya Tay, who for the very first time ever tells her story. She's never said it on, on any of my live streams or podcasts or anything. Her story of escaping communism and her dream of coming to the United States and how she was able to do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us a five-star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. What did we talk about today? Biden regime leading America into recession. Pete Buttigieg says there's going to be challenges with flights on July 4th holiday. The Supreme Court term ends all the chaos and the glory that's come with it. And then finally, four men charged in connection with those 53 migrants found dead on a trailer, San Antonio Texas. Folks, of course, for today's history break, the 4th of July, what does that mean? Our nation was founded on this day. I've heard of people canceling the 4th of July, saying they're not going to celebrate it, right? America is not just an idea. This is our home. We need to protect our home. We need to rebuild our home. We need to make our home safe. And we need to make our home amazing for our families, for our friends, for our communities, for our kids. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.